Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Choso Podcast presented by TheSwaffReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. I come on here today with in a better mood. And you might be asking yourself, okay, Smooth, now you were mad last week despite whether the 16-point win, nine straight over rival Northeastern North, North State, but yet you're coming on here in a better mood despite a 34-0 loss to Fort Hayes the first time. Fort Hayes has shut out UCO since 2018 when they shut out UCO up in Hayes, Kansas, 15-0, following UCO's massive upset over number 2-3 Northwest Missouri at that time. I will tell you why I'm in, I'm in a better mood, because while watching that game, I had an epiphany. I had a moment of clarity. Uh, what, whatever you want to, you want to, want to call it here, and that's maybe, maybe I'm approaching this through the wrong lens. See, the whole season, right? And I think I'm not alone in this, right? You know, we went into the season feeling, feeling like this, this could be a good football team, right? This, this had the potential to be a really good football team. Worst case, be a good football team, right? When you looked at what we had returning, what we added, right? You had you had a really good feeling. We could, we could get off to a to a fast start, you know. That the sky was a limit, right? You know that the, the sky was the limit, and you know, it struck me, it struck me that you know, maybe maybe part of the the the, the frustrations, right, was was me holding on to that hope, right? That that hope that the glimpses we saw of good football would somehow develop and 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 marinate and become, you know, the 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 norm this season. And and maybe that was foolish of me, um, given the past history of my time covering the program, you know, us being close with no no cigar. Um you know, th- th- thinking that this was the year is going to be different, and I came to a realization that you know m- maybe maybe I need to just take a step back and approach it through the lens of what I have been seeing, what what we have been shown the past nine games, and that we're not we're not we're not watching a good football team out there week in week out. We're watching an average football team week in and week out. Now let me let me let me explain to you why that's the case. Okay. So uh in, in uh, we're in Big 12 country. So to me, this is two there's two really good examples within the Big 12 here of of how the season could have gone and why I compare them to this to this team. So we all know uh OSU had a terrible start. To the, to the season, right? I think that's 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 no surprise. They played like three different quarterbacks, looked really bad against the FCS school, got ran on by a Sunbelt school, right? But they have since found their groove, turned it around, and they what five, six and two, right? Yeah. See, I thought they they six and two had a had a dominant win over Cincinnati last night for homecoming. Um, you know, right? Okay. And then on the flip side, you look at Houston. Right, you know, Houston, they've right, they they had they had some tough losses. They had that they suddenly went over West Virginia. All right, they had the tough loss to Texas last week. Uh then they got shut out yesterday by Kansas State, right? 
And you can you can look at Houston and say, you know what? That's an average football team, right? You could you could look at OSU at this point and say, hey, that's a good football team. And you're asking yourself, okay, I might know that, but what does that have to do with UCO? That's because UCO could have been like OSU, could have figured it out, could have put some wins together, uh, and we could be talking about you know heading into senior day against Washburn. Not just trying to get a win for the seniors, but you know maybe with the, the clincher bowl, or, or 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 maybe to add more weight to the Pitt State game. But instead, what we saw this season is more like Houston. You know, we we had our moments. You know, um, we beat Missouri Southern, right? Uh, you know, we 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 had the season opener. You know, we gave Emporia a scare, right? You know, similar to Houston, right? Houston gave Texas a scare. Um, you know, they, they had the exciting win over West Virginia. Uh, you know, you know, we're looking at UCO, we had the tough, you know, Missouri Western loss. Houston had the tough loss to uh the why did this now escape me? It just, Rice, right? They had to cut that, you know, they come back attempt against Rice fell short. Ours against Missouri Western fell fall short, right? But if you look at it, you know, I, that's what average teams do. You know, they beat the sorry teams that we're supposed to beat, which we did. We beat we beat Kearney's a sorry team this year. So we beat Kearney, we beat uh, Lincoln, and we beat North, North Eastern State. That's what average teams do, right? We gave a few good teams a scare. Now, obviously, Emporia is subjective at this point to being a good team. I, I, they, I mean, I, I technically they're good, I guess. I um, right, but we gave them a scare. We ended up, you know, we 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 kind of made a late run there against Northwest, right? Like, I, you know, we we gave a scare to a few football teams, uh, which is what average teams you know do. But then we also look when we play good, good, really good football teams. Uh, we got ran on. Since so Missouri got ran on, Fort Hayes, we got ran on. So I'll come to realization. And I, I slept on it, and it's still here. This is an average football team. And it's truly unfortunate, as it is, that it's an average football team because, you know, I was under the impression, I'm sure you all were under the under the impression that this was going to be a good football team and not an average football team. And maybe it was foolish of me to approach this without seeing the evidence first of it being a good football team. So from now on, I'm going to approach this until I am proven with concrete evidence on the football field, not talk, not hearsay, not hopes, not what potential is, but concrete evidence. I'm going to approach this for the last two games of the season. I'm going to approach it in the offseason. I'm going to approach it in the preseason next year. I'm going to approach it all the way next year that this is the average football team until proven otherwise. And it, it saddens me that I have to do that. But I think for my mental at this point, um, you know, because I, I, I'm going to say a lot of you and tell you that I, I really hate having those soapboxes. Uh, I really hate having to, to dig into guys that I personally know and respect tremendously. So I'm not going to do that anymore. I mean, that makes for great content. I don't think that that's that anybody wants to hear that. Uh, so I'm going to approach it from this is the average football team to proven otherwise. Um, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe that's why last year was 
you know, looking back, maybe that's why it, 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 you know, it's six. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's why we felt more fulfilled last year, right? Maybe because we went in there and we didn't know we were hoping we'd be an average football team. And I feel like we were a good football team last year. I feel like we were what a handful of players away from being a what eight win team, right? So I'd say that was a good team. Uh, they, this year, I just I'm an average football team, uh, and, and we showed that we showed that against Fort Hayes, right? Because we look at that game. I give Coach Lechtenberg on on that deep on defense there. I give Coach Kevin Neal. I give Coach Adam McGuire a ton of credit. I tip my hat to them. Their defense, I don't care what the numbers say, because this was a 2022X performance, right? I said this early on in the season. Uh, I, I remember last year when they played Missouri West and the opener was shut out. I said the defense did enough in that football game to win them the game. This is the first time this season I have truly thought that the defense did, did enough to win the football game, right? We, they did exactly what we said they needed to do. They got pressure on Jack Dawson. I think we had two or three sacks in the game, right? We forced two interceptions. Uh, Connor Johnson, best game of the season by far. And spoiler alert, the uh, Choso Podcast Network player, player of the week, without question. In a man had like seven tackles, four and a half TFLs, uh, one sack, one interception. I was just flying all over the place. Had a had a big third down brick up there, I had said. That's been my one knock on Connor and cover. What this year has been has been in covers compared to last year. Uh, te- te- this was is what the vintage Connor Johnson game. I'm glad to see that for the man. Right, the secondary. Uh, Amante had his first pick of the season. Right. Uh, it, it it was it was it was better. I know Amante gave up the touchdown, but that, uh, he couldn't defend that any better. He actually tipped the pass. It just. It just it went up in the air, which is what you always try to deflect the ball down. Uh, but he did the best he could, and it just landed in the receiver's hands, and he got he got the touchdown. It was a 50-50 ball. I'm not going to fault the man for that. Uh, I thought he had a good game. Otherwise, I think he had a few more catches right. Uh, but, you know, like, o- o- overall, we're talking about in terms of forcing uh, uh, the pass rush was significantly better, too. Noah West had another sack. Again, I'm glad to see us moving him around there, uh, putting his hand in the dirt, standing him up. Right, I think that has been a great benefit as well. Uh, very pleased with Hunter, with Hunter and Zane too on the pass rush. Um, yeah, it, 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 it just was a much better Marcus Soul. I uh, gave a shout out there. Marcus Soul too was getting getting back there. It's been a good two game stretch for the Pat. What? Yeah, I'm not kind of linking because the starters did jack, did, did, did jack all in that in that game. I, a, a good a good two 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 games for the pass rush. Uh, I gotta give Coach Sanders there some credit. Maybe we, maybe we we finding some answers here that we can take into the off season. I, I'm truly hoping so. Uh, right, I, I I thought we did very good there. Um, special teams wise, we forced uh, was the the third missed kick of the season. So I gotta give a shout out there to Coach Curley as well. Um, we forced the kick, the forced the field goal before the end of the end of the half. Uh, the defense also buckled down in the red zone. They forced was it was it three field goal attempts? I think it was when, when we checked the numbers. Uh, just a way better red zone defense. 
Um, I we got off the field. Well, we didn't. I mean, again, right? Like we were down with ten nothing at the half. I feel like it was ten nothing, seven nothing at the half, right? Like we still, they still had a defense gave us a chance to win this football game. So I, I tip my hat to them. I truly do. They, it, you know, I they. We've been much maligned this season, and I think that's just because maybe we waited a tad bit too late to switch to a 4-3. Maybe if we had done that, we did a what against Lincoln? Maybe we had done that a few weeks earlier. Uh, maybe maybe we get some better de- de- defensive outings. Uh, I'm thinking that that might, that might have to be what we have to run at, at least, at least mix the four three in there. I, we did go back to some three man front. It still kind of worked, especially on on passing downs. I felt like the pass rush was good there. I think we might got to mix it up with between a four to three man front more often than we have been doing. I, I still contest that Hunter and Zane look really good in there, uh, um, in, in in there playing playing together. Uh, but like. Again, the biggest gripe on the defense is just the run defense. I mean, it again, it was like, it's really boomer bust at this point. Uh, so I give them credit. It's not like it's a consistent, you know, we're getting gaffed like we were a handful of weeks ago, right? But now it's either like we're either stonewalling them or they're breaking a, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 yard gain, right? So, it's it is improvements there, right? But if we can just show if we can put the clamps down, especially against Washburn, that's a one-win football team, right? If we can put the clamps down there like we didn't do against Northeastern State or Lincoln for a full game, I think that's a positive sign. Um you know, but again, overall, I think Fort Hayes ran like twenty something more plays. So again, it was a twenty two s s game, right? Uh, special teams, I was I was pleased with. They didn't break many returns. Um, like I said, we forced a missed field goal. Uh, the, the biggest the biggest knock of the game, all offense was the worst of the season. This was a twenty two s performance. Um, we started. We started staff. I, I think that was the plan, right? Like I said, they're going to start Dawson against Lincoln and North Northeastern State. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I was glad to see Steph out there, but I feel like that that throw, that shoulder, that it it didn't look like Steph. It just did not look like Steph passing the football. Didn't seem to be a lot of velocity, heat on the throw. It was a lot of. I want to say ducks, but like th- there wasn't as much velocity as we saw before the injury. You you go back to that Kearney game, go back to that touchdown pass he had against Oscar where he zipped that thing in there in that tight window. That was not happening yesterday. And, and, and I, I hope, I really hope that he can play Saturday. I know uh, the commentators for uh, Fort Hayes, I think after Steph threw that second pick, said that they were looking at his shoulder on the sideline. I sincerely hope the man can play. I, I I truly do. It's the man's final home game. I hope all the seniors is is able to play. Um, but it just, it didn't look like him from from a passing standpoint. Uh, the the running standpoint, the capability that was textbook Steph, but it just didn't look like it was there. I don't know. What the wind was, I'm sure it was bad because it's in Kansas and it's always bad this time of year for us on the on the on the on the road. Um 
But yeah, so I'm I'm really hoping he can he can at least play in the game. Um, I hope he can start and finish the game. Uh, but I I that that does kind of concern me. Um, he put Dawson in there. He was over too. He threw a, another pick. I just I don't know if we're trying to make too many plays. If he's trying to make too many plays happen, I don't know. He it's it, it like. At times, you see why I was extremely high on this man uh, when he came out of Missouri Southern. But, like, I don't know if we're trying, you're trying to force the issue. Because I thought this is more interceptions than he had when he was starting at Missouri Southern. So, uh, I think if we can get, honestly, though, if if we've been, like, if, if we can get that under control, I, there's no way Dawson can't be an upper echelon QB next year. For us, given what we have returning, or possibly have returning, I'm not sure exactly. I got to get with um, Chris Brannick on that. See if I can get a list of the people that are walking because, you know, the COVID year, everybody has an extra year. So even though you're a junior, you, you probably could, right? I think like guys like Mosley and Kobe and Raekwon and 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 Tavis and Kajan, like those kind of guys could walk, you know, kind of like how Jason Harris did last year. Um, but just you know, and we're just assuming all the juniors are 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 back. Then you know, we it should be a lot to work with. Um, I thought uh, offensive line play worse of the season. We, we did Jack all running the football. Um, I know Mantra leaves her. I'm wishing him the best of luck. Yeah, I talked to him. Um, I, I'm I'm praying for the for the man same as Cayman. I know they they moved they moved Lane the guard at the Tate Montrose spot. We started Walker Peck, the sophomore center out of Norman North. Um, yeah, I thought the pass blocking was sufficient. Um, especially after after they kind of settled down. The problem was the run blocking. It's zero holes for Trayvon. I, I don't. I think our leading rusher had like 14 yards. It it just was very bad running the football. Um, this is probably what the second game where it's really been stifled. Um, which is still an improvement. Like I stick overall, I've been pleased, 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 pleased with the offensive line. Ever being a hundred percent honest though, um, it, it, because even though I was critical of the run blocking against Lincoln, they did pass block extremely well. Uh, Dawson had all day back there, so like I, it is a mu- it is a much improved unit, and I know we've got some injuries there now. Uh, what I, I thought, given the given the four days front, I thought I still had, but I had two sacks in there. Uh, but I, I I still think, especially given the fact that that they, that the run game was non-existent, um, they did a solid job. So I give those been credit. Uh, Jacob Delso uh, continues to um, try to beat Bizzoli fourth on the receiver passes. Had the biggest offensive play of the game when he threw a deep shot to Darius, no, to Tariq Logan. And was Tariq, no, was it Melton? Oh, it was Darius. It was Darius. It was Darius. Um, right, I, I was glad to see that for Jacob. He had three really good catches, I think. Well, two really good catches to end the, end the half. Get us in hell, 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 Mary range, but it, it definitely was the worst the past game has looked all season as well. Um, there were several times where no one was getting getting open, and and Steph had to run forward again. Got to ask why that's the question. Are we supposed to have such explosive play play playmakers? Um, Oscar, I probably had his worst game of the season. 
Uh, he did get destroyed on the fourth down. I give the man credit because he tried to make a tough a tough catch. He jumped in the air and then got undercut uh, and took a hard a hard fall, but he was okay. Uh, Jalen Cottrell, worst game of the season as well. He had some critical drops there. One, he had a wide open touchdown, probably at least a substantial gain. Uh, Coney had a had a nice catch though. Um, Madison had a nice catch, but it, it just it just was not it was not there offensively, and, and that that probably probably were dropping in coverage because we weren't able to run the football. Um, you know, again, like we said before, right? Fort Hayes, they had a good defense, right? But the numbers was inflated. But I, I did say that was still going to be a physical defense. That was the case. Uh, we we just couldn't find the find the end zone. Uh, I, I think we had chances. You know, we did have one drive off a turnover that we missed the field goal again. We we can't we can't come away empty. We had done so well, uh, you know, this this season of capitalizing off turnovers, uh, capitalizing on the short fields, with, which which is improvements. Um, so, you know, like it's that's the thing. It's not. It hasn't been all bad this season. Like it really hasn't. But when you're, when you're looking at it, when you're covering it through the lens of of what a good football of a good football team compared to an average fo- football team, then like. It doesn't it doesn't stand out as much, right? So um no, yeah. So like there's that as well, right? We had the three turnovers and nothing to show for it. Um, you know, I I, I you know, but again, I was glad to see the defensive uh effort there. I'm glad that those guys answered the challenge. You know, I, I came on here last last week and uh, I I called the guys out. I get not because again, like I it, it's not like I want to do it, but I also know that they know that they're better than what they're showing, right? Like we again, I said it last week, right? We see what the guys can do at their full potential, uh, but why are we not seeing it week in and week out, right? And that and that's what good teams do. Average teams do this. Average teams are inconsistent. One week we might look like world beaters. The next week we look like the scum of the earth, right? Like we. Like good teams consistently play at at least a competent level to their talent, right? Like I know Michigan right now with the with the sign stealing stuff, but like that's a team come out week in week out, plays their potential, just beats the brakes on people, right? Um, you know Georgia, they they start slow, right, and that's that's just their mo. But they still play their talent, and they end up most of the time blowing people out, right? So, like, if we want, if 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 we know the talent is there, I think that's the next step, right? I think that's the next step. And to me, here we've got a perfect two games, right, to see if if we can put that together against a team that we should handle thoroughly in Wasburg, and then a team of Pitt State's caliber, right? I think even even said we run on Washington, which I hope is I hope we beat Washington by eighty. Truly do we send the seniors out right? Uh, they're able to get a touchdown. Payton's able to get a, get a touchdown in there. Uh, Steph's able to get a touchdown in there, right? Uh, right. Uh, ho- 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 hopefully Calvin's able to get a you know get a sack. Uh, you know uh, Zion with a forced fumble, Marlowe too. Right? I'm really hoping all the seniors 
make some plays. I, I truly, truly, truly do. Because again, you know, right? I said especially, this is a really, uh, personally, this is a tough group of seniors to, to lose, right? I said it's going to be a tough three years for me because uh, a lot of these guys grew with the podcast, right? Like, Peyton and, and Marlo, right? They were freshmen the first year I had the podcast. So I've had the honor and pleasure of covering these guys their whole careers, right? You know, it it's it's it, this is the part that really, really, really sucks is is um, you know, that that guys do graduate and I'm glad for them. I'm gonna I know they're gonna be great productive men out there uh in the world. Um, you know, but like, right, it's tough, right? Like, we got to know, I've gotten to know Calvin, you know, uh, pretty closely there. The man's always hyped, always in a good mood, always positive. The world needs more people like that. Uh, you know, Zion, one of the funniest dudes that I, that I met, right? <laughs> right? Like, uh, you know, um, right? Like, we, we need that. We need that in the world, right? You know, Payton's going to go do media things. I'm a pro media guy. He's a Steelers fan, right? I'm wishing this man nothing but the best of luck, um, you know, and then obviously, you know, we've got Mike Pope Jr. too, really quiet guy, but, you know, I always said he made the most of his chances when he when he got out there. Um, I'm not sure. I think Dylan's getting getting a medical restaurant from what I've been told, but if not, I guess a man I've watched since his junior year of high school, I've been a big fan of his ever since, right? I knew he was going to do great things in the UCLA uniform. I wasn't surprised when he stood, when he played as a true freshman in 2019 and then ended up starting uh, once Jacari Hunt got hurt, right? Like, I, I was not surprised by that. Um, I, I remember when we first talked to Coach McGuire, right? And <laughs> I think it was Dylan. I went in there and told him that he's the, what was it, like the hardest hitting or best safety that, that he has. and and Adam McGuire, you know, coach told him that he had to prove it. And I, and I was sitting there like, ah, you know, I don't know if Dylan needed that extra motivation, but, um, you know, it, it's just, he's just, he's, he's always reliable. I always say about Dylan, right? He's not the biggest, he's not the fastest, um, but he's a very smart player. He's a very productive player. Um, as we can see, I still contest that some of the secondary woes is because he's not back there. Um, like he's he's a glue guy. He's he's really underrated in the grand scheme of things, right? Um, so you know, there's him. Obviously, there's Lane, the family connections, right? His mom's my first grade teacher. Uh, Mr. Grantham's been a huge supporter. I greatly appreciate that, right? And uh, that that's like one of those life is cool moments. You know, eight thousand and fifty four, right? Like. And you had told me back when I started covering you should I'd be covering the son of my first grade teacher. I would have called you a liar, right? Um, it's things like that that honestly keep drawing me back to continue to do this. Like, I, when I tell you burnout is real, burnout is real. Like, there's a good chance, honestly, after the pitch date episode, I might go silent for a couple of weeks just, just to, like, mentally decompress and stuff. Um because it's it's been a trying season. I think I think the thing is with I think it's been a trying season for everybody that's been associated with the football program. Whether you're a player, a coach, a fan, um, you know, me covering right. Like I think it's been a mentally taxing and and trying season because of what the hopes were 
and what the results are. And, you know, at at, at this point, right, at this point, I'm just, all I want, all I'm asking from the guy, it just, just don't pack it in, right? Like, I will say, just good, bad, ugly, right? I, while the executes might not have been there, I, 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 the guys didn't quit, right? The guy, the guys, the guys had the guys haven't quit. Um, you know, even as bad as it was against North Northeastern State, right? They still came out in the fourth and they handled their business. So I just would like to see them at least finish that, especially against Pitt State next next week. But mainly Saturday, and we just go out there, and we could just have a Northeastern State 2022 level execution against Washburn. Just send the seniors out with the most dominant win of the season. I it be it would it would truly be lovely. It's supposed to be, I think, a a, a beautiful day by November standards, right? Uh, I just I sincerely hope that that's the case. Yeah, because because even though they fell short, I think the guy the seniors still deserve to go out with a homecoming win, which they did, a northeastern state win, which which they did, and a senior day win. I I I I think I think the t- the t- team is good enough to at least do that, and I'm really hoping that that's the case for the you know seniors. Uh, and then obviously the final senior, you know, is is Steph. We know, um, you know that that that's you know I, I said I said last year right uh, after the Central Central Missouri game when he told me he was coming back. You know, that's a band that I didn't have to rip off. You know, until next year and and boy did that year go by fast because here we are. Um, but uh, I, I can't tell you. The 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 what the man means to me, um, and just uh, you know, it's it's it. You know, very very rarely I felt like, um, <laughs> man, I'm trying to do this again, um. It's just very rarely, as a reporter of any kind, do you truly form any kind of personal relationship, true personal relationship with with the with the guys, um, you know, and especially you know the your bigger names, your star players, right, and and it's just. That's what makes this tough because the guys truly do support. Um, so, like, when we get to where we are now, where there's only two games left, like, it, it truly gets it truly gets tough. Um, you know, because I, you you watch, I officially watch these these guys come in right as fresh eyed freshmen and watching them leave as <clears throat> as young men going out into the world. And I don't take that lightly because it's a tremendous honor. Um, and it's a privilege that not everybody gets to experience. Uh, and it's just, 
it, it's tough, right? Because you're used to seeing these guys around them, you know, having, you know, it's going to be weird. Like I said, you know, similar to, you know, last year, right? Like I said, it's going to be weird for the first time in my time covering not seeing Dante or Johnny Mazzotti fourth on the roster, right? Like, you know, it's going to be kind of weird next year or when I erase the rosters on my dry erase board and there's no more Peyton Scott. Um, there's no more Marlo Hughes. There's. And there's no more Lane, right? Like it's. Uh, it's tough. It's just it's it's a it's a it's a good it's a good pain, right? Because you know these guys have uh, I did the job, you know, and, and now they're going out. They're going to be protective men, you know, husbands, fathers, you know, business owners, whatever their future holds, right? Um, and I was just glad to be able to be a part of it. Um, you know, glad to, to you know, shine the spotlight on those guys, you know, hopefully 10, 20, 30 years from now, you know, if they choose to become family men, you know, um, you know, it, it, maybe they can show them some of the stuff, you know, I mean, show them those, those, those highlights, those interviews, right? Like that, I, that, that, that honestly is why I do it above all else. I mean, sure, I enjoy doing it, but like, I think that's the long-term ramifications of it. I, I think it's what makes this worth it. But, um, yeah, it's going to be every senior day is tough. Um, you know, it's, it's especially as of, as of late, um, since I started getting to personally know more of the guys. Right? I mean, it's going to be tough next year with, with, you know, those juniors that are coming back, you know. Um, because, again, covered them their whole career. Like, you just need to naturally – you naturally um, gain respect for guys. You 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 naturally form bonds with guys, um, and it's 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 uh, it's tough. I mean, this just this, this time of year is very 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 tough. So I'm sure you know it's going to be some waterworks uh, Saturday. Are going to be good tears, obviously, right? But um, it's still going to be tough, right? Obviously, if it's tough now, just talking about it. Um, like I, I, I know it's it's gonna be tough, and I, I'm I'm gonna try to get with Brandon so I can get that list. Do what I couldn't do last year. I wanted to make a thank you video for the seniors. Um, I'm gonna try to do that this year if I get that list. Um, if I do, that'll be dropping on Wednesday, more than likely. If I can get the list before then, um, but it, it definitely will be up on the channel. Um. At some point between, if I get that list before Saturday, um, because I, I do want to at least do it for the final home game. I feel like I feel like I could I could put it up. It was we got the Pitt State, but like I feel like it it just hits better um, if it's the final home game. Um, and I hope I can do what I didn't do last year. I didn't get to Mike or I didn't get to Mike Vaughn. Or Jordan last year, or Francisco last year, to take them in person. So I hope I can get to all the guys this year. Might be a tough task, depending on how many juniors uh, we have that are um, walking. 
But I'll make a conscious effort to try to do that. I always want to, you know, do that. Um, I, I, I never, I never hide behind the mic, right? Like I'm myself available. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I think that's part of the respect, right? It's like, right. They're out there playing and, you know, I'm a guy with a mic with some mouths of football. Um, you know, that sometimes is, 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 is critical, but like, I don't hide behind that. You know, they can find me. I wear my hat. Like you, you can clearly see, you can see me when I, when I'm there. Um, you know, the guys follow me on social media. I appreciate that. Right. Like I, I'm real. I'm extremely, I make myself extremely known, extremely, um, open, willing to talk to those guys and, and, and anybody's two fans, coaches, whatever you might have you. Um, I, I don't, when I do, it's not lightly. I don't just be, you know, it's not, it's not, it's never personal, right? It's never personal. It's just, it's what I've seen and, and it's what I have to cover, but I'm a thousand percent in those men's corners. Um, I will be, you know, and, 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 and so I just, I hope we send them out. Right. Um, I'm, I hope Steph is able to play. Um, I hope everybody's able to have a good, a good, a good game. And we, we at least, at least only walk away with, what is it? One home loss again, right? Cause we beat Kearney. We beat Missouri Southern. We beat Lincoln. So yeah, we'd be four and one at home. So uh, uh, that'd be that'd be a great way to go out for those those guys in the last two years to only lose two home games. Um, that's something they can be proud of because that was not the thing in 2019 and 2021. So that's something that that they can hang their they hats on. So uh, I really, I really, I sincerely hope. That that uh, ends up ends up being the case. We're gonna go ahead and get into the recap portion here. Uh, UCO would uh, receive the coin toss, uh, looking to get their third straight win versus Fort Hayes since ninety three ninety five. Um, they would get one first down the opening drive before having to punt, but land at the uh, Fort Hayes. 38-yard line, Fort Hale on the first play of the game offensively. Have a 32-yard run that ended in a touchdown pass. Uh, there's a, I guess there was a bust in the coverage. Man's wide open in the back of the end zone. Beginning at uh, 7-0 at the 8-29 mark. Uh, UCO would start at the um would start at their own 11 after trying the a trick play on the kickoff. They tried to do you know, where they stop and, and throw the lateral to the other return man. Uh, they tried that. It did not work. UCO would go three and out. The punt would land at the UCO 40. However, on the first play of the drive, Amante Davis would come up clutch there, getting the interception uh, to 15 yard line at the 621 mark. I give Amante credit. He has turned in a, a good stretch of games. Um... You know, I know it, it, there was some good and bad out there. Like I mentioned before, he had the tip touchdown. It wasn't the man's fault. I think he did get beat a couple of times, um, but then he also had the had had the pick. And I feel like right, that's life of a corner. You know that that that's the that's the life of a corner in the MIAA. And like, if that's the result more times than not, I mean, I'll give these guys credit. Because I know it's not easy, and I feel like that's the thing, right? It's like, oh, you're home on the secondary. 
it's not because I don't I don't understand they have a very tough job in this in this conference, but it's just like as if they're competing, they're staying with their man, right? And their man makes a tough catch. Hey, a full credit to the receiver. There's nothing more that the DB can do, right? It's just like if they're consistently getting beat, right, or we consistently having bust and coverage. That's kind of where my harps come from. It's not so much that it's it's um, them in coverage, like them personally in coverage. Uh, it's just like that's my main gripe. Is because I, I, I we all know Amante and J.K. I think are a really good corner duo. Um, I think Cam Manahan in there. I think that could be a really good trio of corners. Right, I still contest if, if Dylan does come back. We get him back next year. If we move Kobe back, I think we've got a very good crop of four corners that I feel like could probably rival most corners in the in the in the conference. Right, and I give Coach Kevin Neal credit because, like I said before, the, if we look at the secondary from week two to now, is vastly different. Right, I think they hammered out a good rotation of corners. I think we've seen that. Right, you go back last uh, last week again. We know Northeast State is a bad passing team, but they held them to under their season average. They forced two two picks. You're right, you know we we look again against Fort Hayes. Right, Amante when the did when the team when the right they didn't we need we need the momentum. Right, we had two straight three and out drives. Right, we was down by seven. We need no one. We needed momentum, and Amante comes away with the interception, right? So, like, I give those guys tremendous credit. So, I, I just don't, I don't want, I don't keep harping on them, but like, they played a really good stretch of football. So, I, I, I do give those guys, I give Coach Neal, I give Coach McGuire out there a ton of credit. Um, however, Yusha was not able to capitalize off that going three and out. Um, after a sack on third down, the pump go to the Fort Hayes 48. Uh, Fort Hayes will drive inside the 30, but settle for a 42-yard field goal after Connor had the Patrick up on third down. In the 10 nothing at the 326 mark to end the quarter. Uh, the second quarter, uh, UCO would have the best drive of the game, aided by the Delso to Melton catch. Um, it would it would end in a missed field goal after Hammond had a touchdown and dropped in the in the corner of the end zone. That probably was Steph's best pass of the day. Um, I from that from the angle, it looked like Oscar had it until he went to the ground, and I, I and he lost it because he, he kind of fell with the DB and he lost it. But that that I. <sighs> It's tough, right? Because you you want him to come down with it, but like, and, and I can't, I couldn't get a really. Like they needed to show the angle from the other side, like you could see the back, but you couldn't see like the other angle, like they have one, you know, like your more ESPN type broadcast, uh, where I could see did the DB punch it out? Did it? Did it land on the DB? Did he just lose it? Right, so. Um, I'm not gonna criticize there because I do, I just don't know what happened when he landed. Um, it would, yeah, so it would, it would stay a 10-0 game at the 14:49 mark. Uh, then um, aided by a 45-yard run, Fort Hayes 
would drive inside the red zone, but Connor Johnson off a deflection would get the interception at the UCO 14. I will say, I will say as well, got to give Coach Henders credit too on the defensive line because they've, they've been more active in putting their hands up. Before, it was mainly Johnny Wilson that was getting the uh, deflections, but if you look at the past three games, there's been a few deflections, so I, I do also want to point that out there. Um, however, UCO would go three and out after uh, Steph had to throw the ball away on third down. Pump would land to the Fort Hayes 30. Uh, Fort Hayes would then get a touchdown pass on a fourth and one catch and run is unfortunate. Um, I I give him credit on the on the on the play call to pass it, but like we've got to make a tackle in space. We didn't we didn't didn't do it. We didn't get off a block. Uh, we had the man there the sideline, but we couldn't get off a block, and he just ran it in. We in a seventeen nothing at the five oh six mark. Uh, UCO on the ensuing drive would show some kind of life, however, after a Steph run. Uh, and a corny catch. We have a, tur- a turnover on downs at the UCO 49. That was the one where Oscar took a hard fall trying to make the catch. The usual defense would hold, however, after Connor's sack would help force a missed field goal with 25 seconds left. Delso would then have two quality catches to get, get us in the Hail Mary range before the half, but... It would fall incomplete. You should be down at the half, 17 to nothing. So again, you figure, you know, we had we had two promising drives there. Obviously, that last drive was cut short because of the time, right? But you figure we should at least have three on the scoreboard. Um, but again, right, you know, the way the way the defense is playing, they forced the missed field goal. They got two turnovers right there. You know, we were pressuring Jack Dawson, right? You know, they, if we get some offense going here, we can still be in this football game. Um, however, uh, despite a near six-minute drive, including a wide-open third-down conversion, 18-yard run, usually defense would hold force and turnover on downs after Jack Puckett had another force fumble. Again, just been a revelation. I, I, I did call this. I said we're looking at Dylan Hall. We're looking at a Blake Barone guy. This is exactly what what, 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 what what we're getting out of Jack. I'm very happy for this. Um, and an overthrown ball on fourth. I'm not going to lie. The man was open for the touchdown. Um, I can't remember who got beat, but it was wide open there. Uh, so they get used to the ball at the 29 uh, Fort Hayes would then make an interception, their first pick of the game, after Jalen dropped a big gain out the backfield. The pass was jumped at the UCO 49 at the 703 mark. Fort Hayes would take advantage, converting a fourth and two. I think that one was on Amante. Um, they, they then would have a big, a big run, and then a, and then a catch and run. Gained them to the two-yard line before the defense once again stiffened up. Uh, held them to negative 11 yards after that fact. After a Connor Johnson TFL, a Noah West sack, and a Zane TFL led to a field goal, making it 20 to nothing at the 208 mark. Again, a red zone stand right there. That's just fantastic. You get to the two-yard line. And Fort Hayes did their best Texas impression. 
uh, failing to find the, the end zone. Uh, we put Dawson in on the following drive. And like I said, on a second throw on third down, we'll throw a pick. That would be returned to the UCL 39-yard line to end the quarter with UCL being down 20 to nothing. Uh, Fort Hayes would capitalize with Jaden Horse second touchdown off the tip pass on a Monte again. He did the best that he could he could he could do there. We had 27 nothing at the 13:46 mark. Uh, UCO will go three and out the pump would land at the Fort Hayes 25. A uh, UCO defense would force a stop. However, the punt would land at the UCO six. Offense once again would go three and out, but then Grace Miller would have a shank of a 25-yarder that would land at the UCO 35. Then aided by a pass interference. I think it was on Mosley, if I'm not mistaken. I could I could be be, be, be wrong. Um would lead to Fort Hayes final t- t- touchdown run at the 706 mark. Bringing that thing at 34 to nothing. And then UCO's final gasp. Uh, Steph was intercepted after a first down at the Fort Hayes 30-39. And then that would be the last play of note as Fort Hayes would get the shutout 34 to nothing. If we're looking at the numbers, uh, UCO officially only 10 first downs. It's just not good. Uh, 46 yards rushing on 2.2 yards of carry. Yes. It's tough to win games like that. 140 yards passing, three interceptions, only 186 yards on 51 plays. Uh, three of 13 on third is just not good. All one on fourth, all one in the red zone is just not good. Um, and then we had two sacks in the game. Uh, all one on field goals. Then for Fort Hayes, 24 first downs. 220 yards rushing and 5.2 yards carry. Can't have that. Uh, 252 passing, two picks, to three touchdowns. That's 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 serviceable. Uh, 472 yards of offense on 72 plays. Again, we can't be having the defense out there for 21 more more plays. Uh, they were five of 13 on third, so that's respectable. Two or three on fourth. However, the three or six in the red zone is fantastic defense right there. Uh, Fort Hayes are one sack, and they were two or three on field goals. Looking at the individual numbers, Steph, 11 of 20, 24, 94 yards, two picks, long of 26, sacked twice. Uh, Delso, one for two, 37 yards. Dawson, two for three, nine yards, one pick, long of 12. Uh, running the ball, Trayvon, six carries, 14 yards, long of four, 2.3 yards of carry. You know, it, it's unfortunate we had to, again, we had to abandon the run game uh, so so early uh, because we know we know Trayvon Wolford is a different cat, right? So uh, we could just get him going against against Wasper, which just make things a whole lot easier. Uh, Janet Cottrell, three for 13, uh, long of six, 4.3 yards of carry. Peyton Scott, two for 12, long of seven, six yards of carry. Steph, eight for eight, long of 10. He had 31 before the losses. And then Terrell had one for no yards. Romero had one for no yards. Uh, receiving, Darius Melton, two for 40, long of 37. Delso. Three for 32, long of 15. Carney, one for 26, 
Madison, one for 13. Tariq, two for nine, long of 12. Oscar, two for eight, long of four. Jalen, one for six, long of six. Terrell, one for four, long of four. And Trayvon, one for two, long of two. Um, every, every you look on the Fort Hayes outside of the field there, the fact that we've got Right, running back Shea Watts, 18 carries, a buck 06, 5.9 yards of carry, and then Travis Dixon, 8 for 86, 10 million yards of carry. Like, we gotta get that. We gotta we gotta get that fixed at some point though. Like I I am it might not be this year, but if if we if we want to turn turn us around next year, we've got to figure out a way to get the run defense fixed. Uh defensively, Zane Adams leading the way, eight tackles. Uh, Connor Johnson, seven tackles, four and a half TFLs, one sack, one pick. Again, will be the Choso Podcast Network defense, uh, Player of the Week. Marlo Hughes, seven tackles, one TFL, one break. Okay, good for Marlo there. He went out of the game. So, you know, the more good games he, he, he can have down the stretch, the better. Uh, Jack, seven tackles, one and a half TFL, one for a fumble. Uh, Mosley, six tackles. Kobe, five tackles. Brent Lohr, five tackles. Rayquan Wicks, four tackles. Amante, uh, four tackles, one interception. Noah West, four tackles, one TFL, one sack, one hurry. Kaishan, two tackles. JK, two tackles. Reed Lindsay, two tackles. Zion Bell, two tackles. Lemuel Gordon, two tackles. Andrew Carney, one tackle. Marcus Sowell, one tackle. Uh, Hunter Larger, one tackle. And then Wesley Hudson, one one breakup. Oh, I wonder, he's the one that had the tip. I will say, I will say, Wesley Hudson, though, has looked, has looked good. I was surprised. I was surprised, given the tape I saw out of him in DeSoto, I thought he was... Pegged for a red shirt. There's always one person every year that I, I always think is pegged for a red shirt that like ekes their way onto the field. Uh, he looked, he looked, he looked good against 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 Lincoln. I want to say he played some some last week. I as I'm I'm very impressed with with him, and I I was very impressed with the defensive line class that Coach Sanders signed. Uh, there was Jeremiah Caesar. And there's also Jalen Pounds out of Moore that I'm very high on there. I, I think that there is some young guys that can really push next year. Uh, I, I think if, if Marcus Soul continues the way well, the way that, that that he has, because he's also looked um good in the in the snaps that he was given. Uh, so I, I'm, I I think I think that there, I think there is some answers on the defensive line. Um, I, I, I just, I, I, I really do. I, I truly, 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 truly do. Uh, punting the ball, Grayson Miller, six punt, 39.2 yards a punt, long of 49. Probably his worst game of the season because there's none inside the 20 and none of 50 or more yards. Um, on returns, Delso, two for 21, long of 15. Cam Manahan, negative one yard. Uh, Amante one return, and then Connor Johnson one for thirteen. Okay, I don't know if that. Oh, that okay. That those are the those are the the the, the picks. Okay, I was about to say that was making zero sense right there. 
Alanek Corvetto missed his only field goal from 33 yards. And then on kickoff, Chris Miller won for 65, resulting in a touchback. So we turn our attention now to the 1-8 and eight Washburn Ichabods coming off a 52-31 loss to Northwest. Northwest at 5-4 this year, boy. That's... That's, that's boy, that, I did not think I would see that in my time covering. Uh, Walsburn was actually up at the end of the first quarter, 10-7, aided by a 31-yard field goal and 19-yard touchdown pass, but then was outscored in the second quarter, 28-0, and was not able to recover there. If we're looking at the numbers from that game, uh, Northwest had 21 first downs, 245 yards rushing, 5.4 yards a carry, and three scores. So hopefully UCL can run the ball. We get Trayvon going there. We should be able to. Uh, they did force two, and Washburn did force two picks. Again, not surprising. And it's Mike Honesty, garbage quarterback. Which we got we got, we got to call it what it is. Man, garbage quarterback, bro. Uh, one uh, what one ninety six two picks to three touchdowns, four forty one on sixty nine yards on sixty nine plays. Excuse me. Uh, seven thirteen on third, six of six in the red zone. Had two sacks, one on one on field goals. Then for Washburn, seventeen first downs, hundred and four yards rushing at three point six yards a carry. 302 passing on 20 of 44 with three touchdowns to three picks. Could be a chance to get some more turnovers there. Uh, 406 yards on 73 plays. Only 416 on third, three of four on fourth. Sack one time. Oh, and they got one sack. And then 101 on field goals. Uh, if we're looking at the season numbers, uh, Wasburn coming in offensively, averaging 21.9 points a game. So, again, not a high-powered offense. Um, averaging 123.5 yards a game, rushing at 3.4 yards a carry with seven touchdowns. Through the air, 209 yards a game with 12 touchdowns to eight interceptions, only 332 and a half yards a game. So again, we're looking at numbers here. I mean, that's that, that's we're looking at the step above Lincoln and NSU for offensive numbers. Should be able to get some stops here if the pass rush continues the way that we've done the past two weeks. There, uh, we continue to make strides on the run defense. Uh, you know, I I think we should be able to force some uh, turnovers there like we did against Northeastern State and Fort Fort Hayes. On third down, they're 36%, 42% on fourth. They've been sacked 24 times, so we should get some sacks in this game. Uh, they've only scored 22 TDs all year, 7 of 11 on field goals. So again, have a chance to force a miss and or get a block. 0-1 on onside, 83% in the red zone. Only 23 attempts, trips to the red zone the whole season. Uh, 57% of them being touchdowns, 100% on PATs. 
Defensively, allowing 35.4 points a game, uh, allowing 180.8 yards a game, rushing at 5.3 yards a carry with 18 touchdowns. Again, if we need another game, get the offense back on track. This is the game. Uh, passing line 237.8, uh, 17 touchdowns, to only four picks, line 418 and a half yards a game. Allowing uh what we did, allowing 42% on third, 46% on fourth, nine sacks on the season, allowed 45 touchdowns, that's about allowed 37 touchdowns, excuse me, eight or nine on field goals, allowing a 96% percentage in the red zone. Sheesh. So we should be getting touchdowns then. When we get in the red zone, I need to see touchdowns, not field goals. Uh, we did a good job of that, I feel like, in the past against Northeastern State and, and Lincoln. So we could just do that again against another sorry, sorry team. It would just be lovely. Uh, 79% of them being touchdowns, 89% on PATs. Then their quarter by quarter. Uh, being outscored in the first, 81, uh, 61 to 45. In the second, 81 to 37. In the fourth, 75 to 45. And in the, in the fourth, 66 to 48. I will say the past few weeks, though, Wasburn has jumped out early on teams in the first, but then kind of fade away. Like they get their best shot right there. So. I, if we can check, we can jump on them early like we did uh, against North Northeastern State, but not take the foot off the gas. We should be in good shape. Uh, worst case, we do what we did against Fort Hayes last week. We was down by ten points, and then we came back there, scored sixteen straight, and then never looked back. So hopefully, it's the same. Um, one of those two things play out. I hope it's the first. We just go out there and just jump on them early. Uh, and kind of break their will. Um, that that that's my hope. Looking at the individual numbers, fair warning, they don't have the numbers listed for offense because of course they don't. So, uh, but the leading rusher is Taylor Peters. Um, let's see here, Taylor Peters. I feel like he was there last year. I feel like he was. I, I don't think he was overly. Um, Great. 5'10", 200 senior uh, from Salina, Kansas. Leading rusher, 104 carries, 439 yards, two touchdowns, long of 62.7 yards game, 4.2 yards a carry. Then the only other back of note is T. Andre Carter. Uh, 5'11", 170, sophomore from Austell, Georgia. What a great name. Uh, 41 carries, 248, two touchdowns, not a 21, 31 yards a game, 5.2 yards a carry. I'm not going to say anything because I, I, I said it the past three weeks and I jinxed it, so that's the rushing attack. Do with that information as you will. Uh, passing the ball, it is... Leading passer is Sam Van Dyne. What a, like, Dr. Seuss-esque name. A 6'3", freshman. Okay, out of Liberty, Missouri. He's got 52.6% um, completion, 1,000. 
325 yards, nine touchdowns to five picks. Uh, long 69, 189.3 yards a game. Then they also have Kellen, Kellen, is it, is it Simachik? I think, I think it's what it was. Um, the 6'3", 220 junior from Smithville, Missouri. I feel like he was the starter last year. He started two games. Uh, he has 65.4% completion, 248, one touchdown, two picks. If he did get hurt, that might explain it as well. Yeah, because Wasburn usually has a better passing attack than this. So if 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 he did get hurt, it could be like a chance full situation last year for Fort Hayes, uh, where the backup was pressed into uh, action and not that hot. Our receiving leader is DJ Bell. Let's see, DJ Bell, first of all, a fantastic name. Uh, 5'11", 175, freshman out of Alma, Georgia. Look at Wasburn recruiting the South right there. Oh, okay. Uh, 34 catches, 445, four touchdowns, long of 69. Then they have another player with four touchdown catches, Murray Sullivan. Murray Sullivan is... Oh, come on. I have a decent number, so I'm not scrolling forever. Oh, uh, 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 of course. Uh, let me scroll down to the 80s here to find Mr. Murray Sullivan. 6'2", 185, freshman out of St. Louis. Okay. He's got uh, 12 catches, 132, four touchdowns, long of 28. And then they have Connor Searcy. I believe is the tight end. I'm not mistaken. I just saw a minute ago. No, I think I, he could be a tight end though. But let me find him, man. I I, re- I really hope Pitt State has uh, the numbers for the offensive players here. Now where is this? Man? There's always one guy. There's forever one guy. That slips to the cracks on me here. Oh, he's the fullback. Okay. All right. Hey, there we go. Uh, 6'1", 220 junior. He's got, um, where are we at here? 11 catches, 108, two touchdowns, along a 39. Okay. Okay. So they have, so they, they do use a fullback. Okay. Um, uh, there's not many teams in the conference that uses a fullback. I mean, outside of us, I guess Washburn and oh, the Fort, the Fort Hayes used one. I can't remember now, but okay, okay. So again, offensively does not does not wow you. Um, I think we match up well defensively again for a fourth straight week. Um, so hopefully we have a similar a similar outing there. Uh, looking defensively, when they do have numbers. The leading tackler is Caden Spencer. Caden Spencer is a 6'3-205 junior defensive back. Okay, we got some li- I will say they have some length back there in the secondary though. So um might be imperative that we do get the run game going. 
Um, he's got 39 tackles, four and a half for loss, one sack, one pick, two breakups, three deflections, one recovery, and one forced fumble. Then they've got Patrick Altenor, who is a defensive lineman, and he is 6'2", 240 junior defensive end, also has 39 tackles, four and a half TFLs, leads the team, well, tied for the team lead with two sacks, one hurry, one forced fumble. The other person with two sacks is Phoenix Smith, who is a 6'3", 210 sophomore defensive end, kind of light there. Um, he's got... Wow, wow, he's got two tackles with two TFLs, two sacks, and two hurries. I said that man makes the most of his tackles, boy. That that's I think it was stat line. Um, their leading interception leader with two is Josh Grant. Josh Grant is a 62170 Red Sir freshman DB out of Powder Springs, Georgia. I, how they getting these these Georgia guys? Yeah, I, I, I give I give Wasburg full credit here. Uh, what what that, I mean that hey that I more more credit to him. Um, but again, another tall defensive back though. Um, okay, he's got thirty three tackles, two TFLs, one sack. Okay, uh, two picks, two breakups, four deflections, one recovery. Okay, so we have a rangy secondary fly around the field there. So, yeah, we need to get the run game going for sure. Um, I think if we get the run game going, we open up the pass game. I'm somewhat concerned by the length in the secondary. Um, but they do only have, what, the four picks on the season? But given the turnovers we've seen from Dawson, the turnovers we saw out of Steph there, I, did, I, I would like it. I would like for us to establish Trayvon, establish Peyton, right? Uh, we, we, we get the ground game. They have to come up. Then we hit them with the deep shots. I think we have the playmakers, Delso, Madison, Oscar, Darius, Tariq, uh, uh, Terrell, to be able to stretch the field there, uh, capitalize on that. Hopefully the win is not brutal um, because, again, we know the win, uh, at least against Lincoln, costs us a few deep touchdowns to Delso. So uh, I think we get we, we established the run game. We almost have the pass game there. I uh, should have success offensively. Defensively, um. You know, we, we should be able to get some pressure. They've allowed 24 sacks, right? Uh, we we make it, like, tough for the redshirt freshmen, force some off, off-kilter throws there, uh, can get a few turnovers, you know, get get some get some short fields there. It would be lovely to offense capitalize on, on that. Uh, it's a very bad team defensively in the red zone. Should be able to get a few touchdowns in there, hopefully there. And like I said, we come out the gate strong there and stay on them. Uh, we should be able to jump on them early like, like we did against North, Northeastern State, like we did against Kearney. 
But instead of kind of faltering off after that, we stay on them. Uh, if we if we not gonna play four full quarters, at least play a great first half and we get up by fifty points. Uh, and so that way they're not gonna be able to come come back at that point in time. Um, so that's my hope. That's truly my hope that we can send the seniors out with a dominating win. Uh, looking at the rest of the scores around the conference here as we wrap things up. Um, we got Central Missouri. Uh, where are we at here? Yes, excuse me. Uh, okay, so Northeastern State lost to Missouri Western and up there in St. Joe's 44 to nothing. As it's not too surprising, right? I mean, you know, they they probably had a letdown. We got we got we got we got to call it call it call it what it is. And that's the actually actually you know we need to check this right now. We need to check this. Is that the fifth shutout? Uh, I think that's the fifth. That's either the fourth or fifth shutout here as I pull up the schedule. Uh, okay, there was one, two, three. Yeah, okay, that's the that's the third shutout this season. No, that's the fourth. Wow. Wow, that's Northeastern State's fourth offensive shutout of the season. That's tough, man. They got Northwest. What? Yeah, they got Northwest for Senior Day next week. Oh God, dang. that's gonna be bad. And then they go to Washburn on the eleventh. I mean, I, they might have a shot against Why? Well, eh, they might. Now, what are these numbers right now, though? I, I, I need, I need to see right quick here. What are these numbers? Like what? <laughs> like what are we looking at right now? Are they still averaging ten point seven points a game? Uh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm not quite sure how they're doing that, but. Okay. Um, okay. I, I look. They would have been sacked eight times this season. Okay. Full full credit to uh, Northeastern State. Um, Lincoln. Lincoln played on Thursday, by the way. Um, so they were special this week. And unfortunately for Lincoln, I, it was. And they, they they follow O and A. I was looking yesterday out of curiosity. Lost thirty seven straight games. If you're not counting the two scrimmage games in twenty twenty, they lost thirty five straight football games. Uh, it was the Navy night uh, against Eastern New Mexico. Uh, this was supposed to be the game where they played Pitt State, but Pitt State did not choose to play them. They chose to play Sioux Falls. We we'll we will get to that that score in a in a in a, in a minute. Uh, they lost the Eastern New Mexico sixty two to seventeen. Mind you, Eastern New Mexico was three and five entering the game. Uh, it was thirty four to seven at the end of the first quarter, forty eight to seven at the end of the first half. Now, you're thinking, okay, smooth, we get it. Lincoln, a, a, a terrible football program. They get run on every week. 
Why are you bringing this up? I'm bringing this up to you because <laughs> just like how Central Missouri has insane passing numbers, okay? This is by far the best rushing numbers I have seen in my time covering either for or against any MIAA opponent. And again, this is a massive number. I'm reading this straight off the Lincoln website here. Eastern New Mexico ran the ball 80 times, okay, for 548 yards, eight touchdowns, and 6.9 yards a carry. Again, 548 yards and eight touchdowns. They ran for 32 first downs. <laughs> now I'm saying to yourself, okay, well, they, did, did, they, did they pass the ball? Yes, they did. They were four or five passing for 121 and a one touchdown. <laughs> they had 669 yards of offense on 85 plays. No, the season, the season can't end fast enough for Lincoln, boy. We, 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 we got to call it what it is, boy. That's, I, I, listen, again, HBCU, I'm truly pulling for him. I truly, truly, and I wish him the best of luck in the, in the, in the Great Lakes. Hopefully it's more manageable conference for him. But it, it's, it's just going to take a, I, I don't, it's going to take a lot. It's, it's just going to take, take a lot. Uh, Pitt State in their non-conference game played Sioux Falls, who I think was three and five. Uh, won that game fifty-five to six. But to that point, why didn't you just play Lincoln? Like, unless Sioux Falls was ranked to begin the season, like just, just to play Lincoln, I guess. Uh, Central Missouri beat Missouri Southern forty-two to twenty-one down there in Joplin. Then Emporia beat Kearney thirty-nine to seventeen. Just a tough year for Curry and T.J. Davis there. I'm just wondering if he's, he's regretting coming coming back. Uh, then for this week's matchups, we've got Lincoln, their final road game as an MIAA member, going to Kearney, 12 p.m. kickoff. Well, at least T.J. Davis with his senior day. That's that's some that's some positives. Uh, Fort Hayes at Central Missouri, 1 p.m. up there in Warrensburg. That's a that's a big football game right there. That that's a big football game. Uh, I know Fort Hayes right now. I think they have to win out, to get a playoff bid. Uh, that's a that that's a that, that that's a massive game right there. Uh, Emporia, Missouri Southern at Emporia, 1 p.m. kickoff. Pitch State at Missouri Western could be interesting. 1 p.m. kickoff at St. Joe's. Then Northwest at Northeast, 2 p.m. kickoff in Tahlequah. And then Wasburn at UCO, 2 p.m. kickoff. Which is the stadium I do plan to be there again. Going to be an emotional day. Hopefully it's one that we get the win. Then looking at the conference standings, Pitch State coming in, uh, 8-0. Oh. 
Chase uh, Missouri, 8 and 1, Fort Hayes, and Missouri Western at 6 and 2. Emporia, 5 and 3, Northwest, 4 and 4. Uh, UCO, Missouri Southern at 3 and 5, Kearney, 2 and 7, and Northeastern State and Washburn at 0 and 8. Remember, again, Lincoln does not count um, in terms of conference standing. So, again, hope to see. A dominating win for Senior Dow. Love, 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 love nothing more than to see that there. Hopefully, able to talk to as many seniors as possible. Have some post game there. Um, Want to give the shot the soccer team. I think it's their senior day today. They well, it is raining. I hope, I hope they get to play. Um, it's supposed to be their senior day, so wishing them the best of luck. Uh, volleyball, I think, wraps up. Is it a road stretch this week as well? Um, so there's just a lot going on. A lot going on right now. But uh, again, oh, and I got to shout out to former UCO defensive back Trayvon Craig. Top 10 tackler over there in the X League in Japan. So Trayvon Craig, again, uh, uh, just a fantastic story. Doing great, 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 great work. So again, if I can get that list of seniors, I'll put out a, a thank you video. Uh, hopefully sometime middle of next week, depending on when I get the list, I'll reach out to uh, my peoples tomorrow. I'll see if I can get that uh, list there. Uh, and then if I if I can't get the list, we'll do what we did last year, where um, after the fact, I will thank them on the following episode. So, um, yeah, so that, that should be the plan moving forward. Had the highlights tomorrow, 6 p.m. Uh, then the player of the week tweet again is gonna be Connor Johnson. So, um, but but again, I, I, but again, again, I um, I feel I feel like worst case we can still aim with the four and one home record. Uh, at least send the seniors out with a homecoming win, a senior day win, and a rivalry win, um, which at least is some positives for them to end their careers on there. Uh, and so I'm hoping that, that that's the case. I'm hoping that the weather is as good as they're going to say that it is and not what we've been experiencing the past few 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 days there. So um, I know it's, I know it's Bedlam. I think Bedlam's at 2.30. So, <clears throat> you know, I, I hate that they you know, did that. But it is what it is. I plan to be there, though. I hope to capture the senior walkouts again. Um, like we did last year there. Like I said, I hope to be able to thank those guys personally uh, after the game. So I hope we'll be coming on here next week, bringing down a UCO win. So until that time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.